Again, they look for Curtis. Curtis gets a connection. Ryan McBride! McBride with the finish! Strides up, volleys it high. Home, low along the ground. Then there's a Kunzman dive across. The flicked header from the corner. We said we needed a better delivery. McBride filled the hum. A bit like Ronan Curtis last week. The ball just bounced perfectly in front of him. Volleyed it. Give the keeper no chance. He kicks the post in frustration. Under the box. Yes! And it's flicked on by Ryan McBride! Ryan McBride missed the header. And he's made a Delhi City 3. Dundalk won, the champions rattled at McGann Park. An example of some of the magical moments that Ryan McBride provided. He gave joy to his teammates, he gave joy to his family, he gave joy to the League of Ireland family, a lion-hearted defender who will be sadly missed. Um, the clapping you heard, by the way, was the Sligo Rover squad holding a minute's applause in memory of Ryan McBride and I think that was a really nice touch. It's just one example of the outpouring of grief and indeed gratitude and honouring for Ryan McBride since his passing over the weekend. Um, this is News Talk's SSE Electricity League podcast. Today we're going to talk about something much more important than football. We're going to talk about Ryan McBride, the person we're going to hear from those who knew him. And we're going to hear about the legacy he has left. A, a legacy which we didn't want if you know what I mean. He was only 27 and we wanted his life to go on and on and on and for that legacy to come a lot later than it has. But it says an awful lot about Ryan McBride as a person and as a player and as an athlete and as a professional that at such a young age he will leave such a legacy. As always, Daniel Kelly is with me. Daniel. Hi, Oisin. This wasn't what we planned to do this and last week. We had planned to look ahead to Cork and Dundalk. It was going to be a very interesting week in the Premier Division but when we heard the news Sunday night as you said there's just far more important things than football on weeks like this and I think the League of Ireland community all the teams have come in support of Derry will hear about what the PFA have done and others will be speaking later on to Stephen McGuinness their General Secretary and the league just seemed to have come together this week in support of Derry and what is the third tragedy in just over just over a year it's I know it's it sounds a bit uh, futile saying this, but the club just can't catch a break at the minute. It's been a very dark uh, 13 or 14 months of them. Words are words, and words don't do justice to Ryan McBride. They, they, I hope, are some comfort to the McBride family at the moment, but look, that's even silly thinking that way because yeah. nothing can ever compensate them or, or they're in their make own, up for the loss. They're in their own bubble at the yeah. minute. But look, know. we want them to yeah. know, we want everyone in Derry to know that we are behind you, we support you, we might support different clubs, but we are one family. We are a League of Ireland family. And I say that as a pretty casual supporter. Dan's hardcore. We're going to hear from people who have served for many years in the League of Ireland, including Stephen McGuinness. We're going to hear from him and his guys as a as the man who deals with players. And we're going to hear from Liam Coyle. Uh, Kevin Moore is a big part of the League of Ireland family and a big part of the Derry League of Ireland family. We're all Derry fans this week, Dan, I think. We it's certainly to say. are. Um, and um, he joins us now. Kevin, you'll know from Drive 105, and the Match Night Live commentary team, they bring every Derry match to the fans. And Kevin, can you explain to us what it's been like in Derry, in or around the club and in or around the town over the last couple of days? I, I imagine it's been quite tough. Um, well, Oshin, to be honest, we complete another shock, followed by sorrow, is the only way I can explain it. Um, Ryan, uh, you know, such a young lad, 27, um, got to know him a lot more in the last year than I have previous years, but, you know, we've been, obviously, in media and everything else, you're in a privileged situation sometimes where you get to know these guys a bit more. Um, 
off mic. He was such a lovely guy, um, you know, very quiet, dare say shy. And, you know, just when I got the call on uh, Sunday night uh, from another journalist to tell me what he had heard, it wasn't confirmed at this stage. I just, I could hardly speak. I was just that shot because we had seen him on a Sunday morning. Uh, I ran into him usually every Sunday after they trained and, you know, always had time for a chat. So at the moment, the whole town is just in shock. And obviously, with all other things happening, you know, we, we have to remember the McGrady family, you know, young Josh Daniels this week as well, dealing with, you know, uh, a year since the tragedy happened in Pontcrana. It's been a really, really tough week here in Derry. And added to as well by the passing of, of Martin McGuinness, another kind of iconic figure in the history of Derry. I want to talk about Ryan as a player and as a man. The, he didn't have a straightforward route to Derry, which is a club he lived literally in the shadow in of. Yeah, yeah, and, and incredible actually. I mean, he, he literally, I mean, he could have kicked a ball from his backyard into the Brandywell. So, I mean, he, he grew up, like you said, in the shadow of it. And that's where his heart was as they say, wore his heart on his sleeve. And, you know, he played for youth football in Derry for many a year, and he was brought in uh, then, I think, by Stephen Tenney. Um, and, you know, he, he, he was in the, the under-19, or, or sorry, under-21 ranks. He then progressed then. Obviously, they seen <laughs> how good he was, and he made his debut, I believe, against Shamrock Rovers, where he got man of the match. Um, from then... Uh, Declan Devine, I think, made him captain a few times. So it's, you know, it, it test him out maybe, but, you know, he excelled at that. And then when Peter Hutton took over, he, he made him the full-time captain of the club, which was a, an incredible honour for him personally, because he has, I mean, the quote has been going around this week, which one that I was actually unaware of, that, you know, many players want to make it and go to play for Man United and Celtic. His dream was to play for Derry City. So not only did he play for Derry, he was their captain, and, they, and they, like, he lifted the FBA Cup as well. You know, it, it's, just, it's just so, so sad this week. Kevin, the former Derry manager, Roddy Collins, was speaking yesterday here on News Talk, and he simply described Brian as hard as nails. How would you have described him? Oh, God, yeah, of course. I mean, I've been very fortunate to be at pitch side on a lot of occasions, watching him. And he would have went through a wall to get a ball. But the thing about him was, he was never malicious. He was, a, he was never a dirty player. He was a player that got up. He was a, just what they would call an old-fashioned centre-half. And he won nearly everything he went for. I mean, there's a great clip um, on, on television where he went through two court players was, a couple of years I ago. Was, I was just about to mention the exact same clip to you, taking out two players. <laughs> he and was like a bowling ball and they were like pins, honestly. It was a great <laughs> well, that's, tackle. That's a great way, actually. That's a great analogy. I mean, that's what he was like. and But nothing malicious was ever meant. And this week has actually showed that by the response from especially the League of Ireland family, which has been incredible, but also from the players, personally. There was never, you know, there was never any malicious, and players know that his opponents, centre-forwards, have a lot of respect for him, and you could see that even after games. That, that That's the esteem that he was held in. I mean, it was an absolute rock, and I, mean, I know it's been used quite a lot this week 
by members of the club and, and supporters and, and, and media, but he actually was a complete warrior on the pitch. Off it, completely different guy, humble, uh, shy, a lovely guy to get on with. Kevin, as a city, and again, as we speak, people are paying tribute to, to Martin McGuinness, they're paying tribute to Ryan McBride. Derry historically has been through a lot. I think that's a light way of putting it. Um, it's a city, though, that is very resilient. There are people who are very, very resilient. Is that kind of resilience going to provide a comfort to the McBride family over the next while? Nothing will ever fill the hole that has been left. That That's for sure and certain. That There's nothing that can ever compensate for their loss. But is it the kind of city where people will rally around and just look after the McBrides? Because it seems to me, and I've, I've never spent a whole pile of time in Derry, but, but looking from afar, it seems like a, a very resilient place and a very resilient and strong people. Oh, yeah. I mean, historically, Derry has been very resilient from the years through the Troubles. And you, we've seen it last year, unfortunately, with the, the McGrady family and Josh Daniels. And, and now we're seeing it again, obviously. We'll, we'll see it with Martin McGuinness and we're also seeing it with Ryan and the McBride family. It's it will be somewhat comfort, although it, it fails the sorrow and everything that that we as supporters and media, everyone else is is feeling. It, it fails in the insignificance what, of course, his father and sisters are feeling at the moment. But I think they would take some comfort with the response that Derry people are giving them and the complete support. And that will continue for a long time which is the thing about Derry people, they tend to do that. They stick together and they'll show support for a long time and try and help the family through what terrible, terrible time that they're going through at the moment. Kevin, I'd never I'd never spoken to Ryan personally, but I'd seen him play many times in the Brandywell and in the Showgrounds. But when when the when the news came through on Sunday night, one person that came immediately, uh, came immediately into my head was Kenny Shields. Last year was the first time I ever spoke to him at the league launch ahead of the start of last season and he spoke very movingly and I thought very sensibly about how the team was going to cope with the passing of Mark Farron. Is he an ideal man in this situation to try and get the town, uh, to get the city, the club and maybe just the wider community in Derry and its surroundings together after what's happened? I, I genuinely think he is. His passion shines through and we have seen that this year we see that last year. Uh, we're seeing it more so this year. And the the players, the general feeling you get, they have a lot of respect for him. Um, Kenny himself will be incredibly upset at the moment. And it's, it's, it's a lot to, to deal with. Um, so, But he, I, I genuinely do think he's a man that, that, that will help everybody and, and push on. And, and he's also a very resilient man, but... You know, getting to know him as well, I, I've seen the way that he deals with people. And, uh, you know, it's tough for him as well at the moment and, and, and as a team. And he's got, you know, the whole dynamics of it at the minute. He's, he has a lot to deal with. He's got young players. I mean, our team is a bunch of kids, really. And he is going to be dealing with them once, maybe the next day or two is over. He's going to be talking with the team and, and getting them through the process of grieving about, um, about Ryan. Okay, Kevin, we really appreciate your time, especially at such a tough time. Uh, thanks for speaking to us on the uh, News Talk SSE or Tricity League podcast. Okay, my pleasure. This is News Talk's SSE or Tricity League podcast, and this week it's all about Ryan McBride. We're paying tribute to a great man who played for a great club and who came 
from a great city. Liam Coyle is a man who kind of maybe has a He's similar status to what true. Ryan had attained. He, Ryan was on his way to being a kind of a Liam yeah. Coyle type figure. Coyle is the second top scorer in the history of Derry City, yeah. one behind Mark Farron, who was, of course, we've all spoken about Mark in recent yeah. recent months. Uh, we had him on the podcast last year speaking to him about how great Derry were doing under Kenny Shields. Uh, brilliant to talk to, very enthusiastic about the club. It's just a pity we have to talk to him today in such sad circumstances. It's very true. We caught up with Liam earlier on, and Dan, you mentioned that he's second on the goal scoring list for Derry, but I think, like, you don't have to look at stats no. to realise he's, he's a legend. How club. big a figure Liam yeah. was, is how big a figure Mark Farron was, how big a figure Ryan McBride uh, is. So, look, when we spoke to Liam earlier on, I, I kind of wanted to get a sense of Ryan McBride as a person and Ryan McBride's family because. As always with these things, chances are if you're a good athlete, you come from a, a great support base and your family are behind you. And that's something uh, we spoke to Liam Coyle about. Like I've known Ryan McBride all his life. You know, I'm good friends with his father. And he's a kid, and he's just going through his life. You know, give nobody no problems. Just love playing football. And, uh, you know, as straight as a die, straight up the middle. And that's the kind of person he was on the pitch. You know, he just gave everything for the jersey. And, you know, it's been said a lot the last couple of days, and sometimes you know, it sounds a bit shallow. You know, just say, oh, it was, it was just, it, it was just all heart, and and that's the way he played. But that that's a kind of young fellow he was as well too. And uh, you know, everything he done on the pitch, echoed it off it as well. Um, it's been repeated a lot. The quote about him saying all he ever wanted to do was play for Derry, and sometimes when a player says that, you kind of don't believe them. But when Ryan said it. People believed him, whether they knew him or not. Now, I imagine that comes from he himself being the great guy uh, that he was and from his family as well because generally when someone is is quite loyal like that, is quite hardworking like that, has a great work ethic like he does, that comes from him and the surrounding they came from. Well, that, that that's right. And we were all the same. You know, we, I came... I lived just across the street from Ryan's father, you know, and we grew up beside each other and... We grew up in the shadow of the Brandyville, so the only thing that we ever wanted to do was all well, everybody from that area was just play for Gary City, you know, playing in England and playing in Scotland. But that that was a pipe dream, you know. But playing for Gary City was was something you could achieve and you could something you you, you could possibly attain if you if you put the, the right work on it. And Ryan knew that, and, and from an early age, you know, he he wasn't the most gifted of players. You know, he wasn't he wasn't a manufactured player. It was uh, no, it was uh, what, what, by what I mean, Brad. It wasn't. It didn't come through academies and was coached the life out of. He came up the hard way. He came up through the local junior leagues. He came up, you know, playing against men when he was only a, uh, only a young fella, like you know. So all them things that he said about playing for Derry, you know, he meant it. Liam, we were speaking to you maybe midway through last season when Derry were doing so well and how good how good the team were under under Kenny Shields. How crucial was Ryan to that comeback last year? Well, he was obviously he was the captain, and you know if you look at the many draws Derry had last year, you know when Ryan missed nearly half a season because of a, of a bad pelvis injury and groin injury, and you know he he looked at. Maybe six, seven, eight of games, and you think to yourself, well, if Ryan McBride had to be fit, you know, Derry could possibly have won them and could have been higher up the table, could even have been challenging them for the, the title near the end of the season. And when he wasn't playing, Derry were, Derry were a lesser team, there's no doubt about it. And, and looking at him this season, he's got over his injuries. I was chatting to him there a couple of weeks down before the Dundalk match, and I was saying to him, How were you? And he said, I'm, I'm free now, I'm, 
I feel great. I'm, I'm, I'm as fat as I've been in the last couple of years. So, you know, <laughs> that that's what makes it all even more sadder that the fact, you know, that he was coming back to his best. Um, there's an old saying that a legend never dies. Uh, Ryan, although very, very young, was very much on his way to being a legend in Derry. And we know in Derry what local heroes mean to the club and, and generally, in a general sense, what, what Derry, um, what local heroes mean to people in Derry through through politics, through football, through music. Um, I guess for the players in the squad, many of whom are quite young, the way they'll want to honour Ryan from here on in is to play as he did. They It might not win them trophies, it, it might not win games, whatever, but they will want to honour his memory by doing what Ryan would have done. Well, that's, that's, that goes without saying. You know, Ryan McBride, you know, he was, he was only 27, but he'd been in about, about the, the first team since he's 21, so he's, he was quite young when he broke on it. But he learned, he could see him maturing along the way, and he could see him demanding more off people, demanding more off players. And, and it goes without saying that, and it's, it's, you know, Ryan, Ryan wouldn't want the players just to do it for him. He would want to do it for themselves and do it for the club and do it for everybody else. Because that's the kind of felt person he was. He he wanted the team they won first and foremost, and 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 he, and he took things really badly when things weren't going well a couple of years ago. He, he took it personally, and and some players, you know, and, and they're not like that. You know, you, the modern day players are strange breed at times. You know, and all they think about is their their coloured boots and what hairstyle they have and stuff like that. But Ryan McBride was old school. He just wanted for a young man. You know, he was a throwback to the. The players from years ago just wanted they had a desire just to do well for their club and and I'm sure uh, you know Ryan Ryan would want the players they go out not do not do it for him but do it for themselves and and, and the fans and, and the football club. Obviously, Liam, you and Ryan came from different playing generations, but if you were uh, when you were in your pomp, if you come up like a defender like him, how would you have coped with it? Well, funny enough, I was just chatting to uh, Harry McCourt last night about it. We were we were just waiting for Ryan's. Uh, we brought out the, the the Undertaker's last name. We were just chatting about it, and, and I said, I said Ryan's like a throwback to the time when we were playing. You know, to the players I played against. You know, I, I would have loved to play against Ryan. You know, you know, you would have been on for a tough game, but you know, you knew, you know, that that's the kind of players that I grew up playing against. You know, that 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 same out of player. So it's, you know, it would have been great, but. You knew for one thing, if you had been playing against Ryan McBride, you were going to get a kick or you were going to get clattered at some stage, you know. OK, Liam Coyle, as always, we appreciate you uh, joining us and um, unfortunately we have to talk to you in sad circumstances. We will, uh, we will speak to you again in the future. Thank you. Thanks, Archie. One Derry City legend speaking about another Liam Coyle on the late Ryan McBride. This is News Talk's SSE Electricity League podcast. This week, it is all about Ryan McBride because, quite frankly, talking about events on the pitch and upcoming games would just seem pretty empty and shallow. Yeah, well, like we'll we'll go through the fixtures at the end of the show, but this week it's all about Ryan. It's all about yeah. It's basically celebrating a life that was lived to its fullest, but could have uh, could have been so much more. Taken far far too young. Um, General Secretary of the Players Football Association of Ireland, Stephen McGuinness, joins us. Stephen, a, a, a tough week for everyone in the League of Ireland family, but can you tell us from the players' associations or the players' unions' point of view? What have you been doing and what's it been like? Yeah, I, I suppose the, I got a phone call from the club um, on, on Sunday from Sean Barrett 
just to inform us of what had happened. So obviously the initial shock, uh, we'd only been up ushering up with the club three weeks ago. Um, and Ryan had um, had been onto us looking for um, the European uh, for qualifying for Europe for getting through the rounds for getting to the group stages what what it would be and he was working on the bonus um, for the for the players going to work with the club in regards to what the bonus would for the for the players which is what Ryan probably was all about a bit um, he was he was always about the the players and as captain he took that responsibility on um, of being inundated with with players contacting the office to offer their support and. And, uh, and to our colleagues in Europa, I must say uh, they were they were fantastic, and and, and obviously they went through uh, something similar with Anthony Foley recently, and um, have protocols in place to assist. So we have one of their their staff, um, and we've offered that counselling support to the team uh, to, through the manager yesterday. So um, from our own point of view, um, we're going to use um, them contacts that we've got through Europa to assist the players um, in regards to dealing with what's happened. And fair play to Irupa. It's, I guess, a sports family we live in, not just a, a League of Ireland football family. Stephen, is, is it long term? Is that where the kind of PFAI comes in to this? Because always there's a shock about these things and maybe adrenaline and support and closeness gets people through the first couple of days. But then it's, it's the long term where guys maybe start really thinking about it and that's when they kind of need a bit of help. Yeah, I'd agree with you. I, I spoke to some of the players yesterday um, and I don't think it's really sunk in. I, I don't think they've realised what's, what's really happened. I think, as you said, it'll be a couple of weeks, maybe a couple of months um, before this really sinks in. The, the initial shock of it um, is something that the players are obviously dealing with, but I, I think I agree with you. I think it's a long term. And I suppose like, like the GPA and like Europa and ourselves, I suppose we're here for the long term and we're here to support the guys through everything. And it's, it's not so much in the happened in the game very often here in my time nearly 25 years involved in the league outside of Mark Farron which was somebody who was very sick for a long period of time I can't remember something like this happening um, a guy in, in the height of his powers as a player uh, as a leader as a captain of a team who started the season off with a 100% record uh, having scored two vital goals himself for him to be taken away from us so quickly um, it's not something that we're used to dealing with uh, and it's something that from the union's point of view that's why we're grateful to Arupa for their help um, and it's not something that we've dealt with before we hope that we will do our very best to support the club and the players uh, and, and, and our members there so um, it's new to us Oshin, and, and it's something that even from my point of view that I'm struggling with a bit if I'm honest I know it's a tough time Stephen but I guess from your point of view would your advice be to players whether they knew Ryan or not, whether they're dairy lads or not, if you're feeling bad about this, if you're struggling with this, if there's any, if there's, if you're feeling something about this, talk to us, talk to someone, just don't do this in silence because we're all together in, in this. Is that the message that has to go out? I think, I think you're right. And I, and I think um, in, in sport, and, and I think the, the league gets criticised at times and, and, and different parts of elements of the game gets criticised. But one thing that isn't criticised ever is the unity that's within it. And the players... Because of the transient nature of, of our game, players move from club to club uh, quite, quite quickly and, and uh, average contracts about 11 months. So, so our guys are, are, are quite well connected because there's every opportunity that they play in different clubs all the time. And, and it's really when something like this happens that we do get together. And like the outpouring emotion the last couple of days from, from guys who who probably look at their own situation and suddenly go, this is, this is, we're at the mercy here, life can be over like that. And we take our results so important and we train so hard. But ultimately, we're in one sport and we're all in this together. And I suppose that's the one thing that if anybody feels, 
anything that they need some help in dealing with it. With it. Our office lines are there and, and the support will always be there for, the, for them, Emerson. Stephen, you've spoken there about the, in, in your own words, the transient nature of League of Ireland football when players move along. This weekend, obviously, the Derry, Cor- uh, the Derry Goa game has been postponed, but there will be players playing in the other five in the other five Premier Division games that will have played with Ryan at Derry. Will there be supports available for those players as well, even though they're not currently with Derry City, that they may, they may have been former teammates of them or knew them very well? Yeah, yeah, they will. Anything that any of our members require, and we've obviously psychotherapists who, who work for our association, there's obviously, we, we have put uh, the Arupa model in, in place at, at Derry, and anybody who needs any assistance in that area, um, we will only be too willing to help. And I think when things like this happen, I think sometimes players just want to play football and get back in training. And, and I think Ryan McBride um, epitomised what it was to be a professional footballer in Ireland. Um, we saw that he played um, played on Saturday, went to uh, went to work, um, and that he, he epitomised what being a professional footballer is about. He he embodied it, and um, and it's just such a sad situation, especially when he's at the prime of his career absolute prime of his career to be taken away from everybody so quickly it's just it's so difficult to even talk about and, and like I don't know I, I normally I'm very easy with words and I can talk about a lot of things and I talk for days about football but I found it very difficult the last couple of days to, to, to talk about what's happened and having only spoken to him a couple of weeks ago having been one of our strongest representatives at the club and so helpful in regards to other professional players and, and such a shy guy as well like um, I don't know. I, I, just, I find it very hard to talk about it. It really is devastating. You've spoken about your dealings with him and obviously with all the work the PFI have done in regards to Mark Farron's illness and all that, I, I assume there would have been a lot more dealings with him then. What was he like off the pitch? Obviously, uh, we've spoken to plenty of people today about his, his on-field exploits, but from your dealings with him off the pitch, what was he like? Yeah, it, it's actually interesting. Um, when I started to, uh, when he broke into the team in 2011, he, he, he got straight into a representative squad um, and played in it and um, at the time we had a bit of a dispute with the FAI around appearance money uh, for the players playing in it and I remember him coming to me and said look I really appreciate what you've done for us there getting us that money to, to play in the, in, the, in the games and it was in the Aviva Stadium there was a, there was a tournament with Inter Milan and, and Celtic and whatever else but when I went up to meet the team he used to sit in the dressing room in the corner and he used to catch my eye because when I was speaking he used to look out the window and I used to always say to myself this is not actually getting what I'm talking about here about rights yeah. about minimum wage and whatever else and I was in the car with Ollie back up the road and I said to Ollie, the next time when I'm back up there, I'm going to pull him because I don't know whether he's getting what I'm talking about here. So the next time I went back up, I said to him, do you, do you get what I'm trying to do here? And he said to me, Stephen, I would play for this club for nothing, for zero. He says, I have a passion to play for Derry. I live literally across the road on the ground. He said, this is my club. This is what I would play for nothing. And I said, I understand that, but do you not get... And we, would, we chatted about it and that was fine. In 2015, when he became the captain, everything changed. Because Ryan was about, not just, it was never about him, it was about the others. And he always wanted the best for the other players. He wanted them to be successful, he wanted them to win. But we took on that responsibility and I sat well with him, the responsibility to be captain. He wasn't the captain that was going to come out and start ranting and raving about issues and this. He sat quietly, um, he played the game the way you would expect a captain to play it. Um, and lead by example. But I can say from my dealings with him off the field, fantastic fella. Um, and a guy who's talking about others. Other players, when you talk to them, sometimes think about themselves and what they can get over. He was never like that. It was all about the other players. And, and as I said to you about the bonus, he was the one working on it for the players, not for himself. And um, and that's the, the, the biggest thing I can say about him. There's all stories about him as a player, how tough he was. But I just saw him as somebody that 
it was always about everybody else, never about himself. And it epitomised when he used to look at the window. It wasn't that he wasn't listening to what he was saying. He just didn't affect him. He would have played for nothing. Didn't matter what he said. But when it came down to representing the rest of the boys, he was standing right in line, front and centre. And when I was up and dirty, he sat right in the middle of the room, eyeballing me all the way through, and, and made sure that the younger players, because dirty is a young team with young players in the area. And I would like to think he's a, he, he will inspire another generation of players in Derry to play for the club. Uh, and it's vital for, for, the, for the game that we have people that they look up to. And unfortunately, Ryan's passed away. But hopefully he's left a legacy there where other players will, will aspire to be him. Just before we let you go, Stephen, I know that families have rows. As in, we're a League of Ireland family from people like me who are a pretty casual fan. People like Dan who's hardcore you and the Players Association, the FAI, the people who run the league, people in the clubs. We all love the league, but we all have rows. But we are effectively a family because at heart, we all want this league to do well, to prosper, to drive on. And at a time of, of toughness, at, at a time of sadness, families stick together. Yeah, we do. And, um, and you're right. I mean, it's not that long ago that we were barred from eating the players in dirty. Um, we weren't allowed to meet them. That's not many years ago now. And um, I will say in the last couple of years with Ryan there as captain, the relationship between the union and Derry has never been closer. Never. Um, the work done for, with, with Mark Farron um, and our relationship, as you rightly said, things are conflictual. It's just the nature of sport. And ourselves, the FAI, the clubs, we all around it and have disputes at different times. And, and none more so than ourselves and Derry. But I have to say in the last couple of years, and um, we've really worked closely with the club. But in these circumstances, you really get to see why we play the game. Because ultimately, we, we all play it to compete against each other. But when it's over, when the game is over, um, it is our game. It is our sport. And that's what we love. And, and I think the togetherness that's been shown over the last couple of days between everybody within the game um, makes you want to do it. Makes, makes me want to do my job. It makes me want to get a collective bargaining agreement in for players for, for the likes of what Ryan McBride stood for when he played in the league and how passionate he was about playing. And that's what drives me every day, to get things better for players every day. And people like Ryan McBride is the reason that I've done the job and it's the reason I do the job today. Stephen, really appreciate your comments on a, a pretty bad week and I know it's very tough to talk about, uh, talk about these things, but uh, thank you very much for joining us. No problem, Lushin. Thanks a lot. I think Stephen raised a very good point there that the players will want to honour Ryan yeah. by driving on not just the Derry players but also the players who knew him and former teammates exactly yeah. and I think every League of Ireland player like it'll be a, it'll be a very emotional weekend and some players may feel like they're not up to playing and if that's the case that's fully acceptable I'm sure yeah. any manager in their in their right mind if the player goes up to him the days before the game or just say my mind's not in this they'll they'll be just given the weekend off because yep. as we said and we've said it numerous times today there's more important things than football even though there are yep. plenty of games taking place this weekend and I'm delighted to hear that they sought help from sources that have been through this he mentioned Irupa there yeah. fair play to Irupa uh, they apparently have been absolutely magnificent mm-hmm. and given their experience with Anthony Foley yeah. and Nevin Spence as well yeah of course they like have the Spence, expertise Spence is probably the the better comparison but Foley is more recent so it's they've worked uh, Arupa regularly it's well known that it, that they do good work yep. and the fact that they can come together with the PFI uh, it's it's great news for Derry's players yeah it's commendable um, again like talking about football is pretty shallow yeah. but and I didn't know Ryan McBride personally but from everything that everyone who we've had on has said and all the articles that I've mm. read and all the comment I've heard he would want his teammates to 
do their job. Yes. In the words of Bill Belichick, do your job. Exactly. Like, but it's he he was the he was the leader. He was seen to come into the role a little earlier that may have been planned. He yeah. what two seasons ago now he came in as as captain and along with Kenny Shields there's been, it's been a resurgent yeah. Derry City in the last two seasons as we saw at the opening four games four wins yeah. he'd scored two goals himself and it was a brilliant start he was a leader um, Dan there are fixtures this there weekend are. and we're not sure how it's going to go we're not exactly sure what's planned but there will be a tribute on Friday night for uh, Ryan McBride at the Ireland Wales game and I'm sure every club is going to pay tribute this weekend my own personal idea is maybe every fan wear a bit of red and white because as I said earlier Everyone's a Derry. Everyone yeah, like, is. Every, Derry is in everyone's minds yeah, this weekend. I'm going to go and watch Cork City and Dundalk. Yeah. And you know, obviously, I'm a Cork City fan. You're going to go watch Sligo. You're a yeah. Sligo fan. I, I'm not probably feeling the same it, about yeah. it this week, given what's happened. And I'm kind of feeling a support for Derry. And I think every everyone this week is a Derry fan. Yeah, everyone. Like, everyone is. And as I said, there's five games in the Premier Division, yeah. four in the first. And like even, there'll be there'll be minutes applause for him. It'd yeah. be great if even in the fifth minute of all the games, there's an applause for Ryan McBride. Because we've seen, even last night, watching Soccer Republic, and they did a brilliant tribute to him, getting speaking to as many Premier Division managers as they could. That doesn't happen yeah. a lot. Like I know a, a player dying in the prime of his career is not a common occurrence, but to get all yeah. the managers to come together, League of Round is a big community and you it could see a, the emotion yeah. on all of their faces and you could see it when they went back to studio and it was um, it's been a tough few days yeah it's been a very tough few days yeah um, fair play to Soccer Republic by the way for that tribute it was re- it was really beautiful and I'm sure look it meant a lot a lot to the people who knew Ryan McBride um, as I was saying maybe try and wear a bit of red and white to yeah. a game this week if you're going uh, maybe applause in the fifth minute uh, I'm sure your clubs will do something but those are just some suggestions to remember Ryan McBride um, a minute silence before the games obviously maybe a minute's applause yeah, like the Sligo I'm, Rovers I'm sure many did. of them will turn into minute's applause yeah um, but look tributes will be paid to Ryan this weekend um, there are fixtures there are. this weekend uh, they're all on Saturday due to Ireland playing Wales on Friday night and if this was any other week we would have spoken all podcasts about Cork and Dundalk yep. they're playing Turner's Cross at 3 o'clock on Saturday at 5 o'clock it's, it's live pa- on TV by the way it's uh, as Oshin said it is live Five o'clock at St. Pat's against Shamrock Rovers. Half five, Drawhead against Bohemians. Half seven, Bray against Limerick. And at 7.45, it's Finn Harps against Ligo Rovers in the Northwest Derby. And also on Saturday, there's four games in the first division. Waterford take on Wexford at six o'clock. Uh, three games at 7.45. It's at Lone Town against Shelburne. There's another story we could have spoken about this week. Everything that's going on in yep. Lone. It's uh, testing times there at the minute. Cabin Tealy against Cove Ramblers and UCD against Longford Town and hopefully next week we will be back speaking about football uh, that's it for the News Talk SSE or Tricity podcast this week a tribute to Ryan McBride um, I've said it a couple of times and I've heard it said around that we sometimes argue in the League of Ireland and they are pretty what seems like vicious arguments but then something yeah. like this happens and it puts it into context the thing about family is is you argue because you care so deeply about each other and you may approach things in a different way but ultimately you want everyone to be happy you want everyone to succeed so my I don't know what I say advice but my um, my thought process is let your family know you care we've seen it this week life is pretty short it's pretty precious you don't know when it's going to be taken from you you don't know when it's going to be taken from someone you love so tell them let them know don't let it pass you by um, and let those around you know how much you appreciate them because 
we don't we don't control it. We have no control over when it happens, when we're taken. We don't know where we go. We don't know how it happens sometimes. But if there's one thing we've learned from the last couple of weeks with the passing of Ryan, the passing of Martin McGuinness, the tragedy of Rescue 116, um, it's that life is too damn short. So try and be happy and enjoy it. Rest in peace, Ryan McBride. Absolutely. Um, Derry fans, Ryan McBride's family, we're thinking of you. And uh, let's all be there for each other. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye.